Nina Turner is one of the purest, most inspiring and strong politicians I've seen and she is running for Congress once again. So quick note, if you watched yesterday's video, you might have noticed at the end, I did a here's what else you need to know segment because obviously as far as time goes, I'm only able to cover one story each day and do the proper research and expand on it. But then I can kind of give you the main headlines of the other stuff that happened that day so that you're informed on everything that's going on. So that'll be the format from now on for my videos where I'll highlight one story each day, do a more extensive coverage of it, do the proper research, but then at the end of the video, give you a few rapid fire things you should be on the lookout for. Okay, so with that being said, it's hard each day to choose what's the one story I'm going to cover as my highlighted story, which today I'm covering Nina Turner, which might seem kind of weird because she's just one person running for Congress and a lot of people get into Congress and there's so many other things going on right now. But I just cannot tell y'all how much I believe in her and how much I think she could be president one day. And just one of those people who strikes me as someone who could be a real historical figure and really inspire change in the country. So Nina Turner was a state senator in Ohio and then she chaired the campaign of Bernie Sanders for his presidential run, which is kind of where she got onto the national spotlight and kind of became a name that a lot more people knew in the political sphere. And then in 2021, she ran for Congress in the Democratic primary in Ohio's 11th district, which was a special election to fill Congresswoman Fudge's seat because Biden selected her as the HUD secretary. So she got elevated up to the cabinet and that left an empty congressional seat. So that election happened and she unfortunately lost, which was super sad because at the beginning, polling was showing her way ahead of everybody. I think she had 50% in a poll that came out pretty early in the race and her closest opponent had 21%. So she was really crushing it. But then because she really is anti-establishment and has the ability to lead a political revolution, I think for change in this country, a lot of kind of the status quo defenders came in and started donating a ton of money to her opponent, which keep in mind in these special elections, it's going to be really small turnout. So if you have a lot of outside money flowing in from big corporate PACs, millionaires, billionaires, it's going to make a huge difference because it's such a small race. So the person who was going against Nina Turner, Chantel Brown, got a lot of contributions from people like Robert Kraft, who is a notable ally of Trump, which is just such an interesting fact because his family collectively donated $20,000 to this one special election congressional campaign for Chantel Brown. But he's the same person who donated $1 million to Trump's inaugural fund. So someone who supports Trump that much is willing to put 20 grand into this congressional race to keep Nina Turner from Congress. And I think that just kind of shows how much of a threat she poses to a lot of these bad actors. So then you can see in the polling after all that money comes in, Chantel Brown goes way up and eventually wins. I really do think though in our current system, that is such a mismatched race with someone like Chantel Brown who will accept all the super PAC money, which makes a huge difference in these small races. And then Nina Turner who accepts no corporate PAC money. She calls herself unbought and unbossed, which I love. It's just gonna be a super hard race for someone like Nina Turner to win win because she doesn't have the ability to run all those TV ads and all the social media ads like someone like Chantel Brown could with all that corporate PAC money. So anyways, the progressive movement was really hoping Nina Turner would get in Congress and kind of be a leader, but she lost and it was super sad. And just a quick note, I'm not one of these people who's like, so Chantel Brown didn't win. No, that's allowed. You're allowed to get a lot of money from corporate PACs right now. I don't think you should be able to, but right now that's the current rules. So totally fine. She won the race. It's sad for us, but we got to do better next time. And now 
we have that next time. And so Nina Turner is running in 2022, same seat going up against Chantel Brown again. But the hope is because it's going to be during a normal midterms, there's going to be way more people voting and you just have a better chance when you're someone like Nina Turner, when you have more eyeballs and more voters involved in the race. Plus, she had that first election to get a lot more name recognition, and so she'll be able to build off that for this upcoming race. So if you've been in the progressive space for a while, you probably already know her and love her, but for everybody, I wanna get you as excited as I am about this. So really the whole point of my video today is just to kinda let you get to know her through three videos. The first video is made by her campaign and it's kind of the first ad for this election cycle. And the second one I know was made by supporters and I think the third one was also made by another group. It wasn't her campaign. And so it's kind of a good sum up of who she is from different perspectives and all of them are very inspiring. America is at a crossroads, wrestling between two futures. Do we sacrifice the poor, the working poor, and the barely middle class to protect the ultra wealthy? Or do we treat our people as America's greatest asset and ensure everyone has a real chance to live a good life? Families are struggling with higher gas and food prices, stagnant wages and shrinking benefits, while corporations make record profits. These are unprecedented times. Our leaders can't settle for just enough. They must fight for what we deserve. I'm Nina Turner and I'm running for Congress because we deserve a voice for change in Washington. A leader who is on the side of the people, not out for the powerful or out for themselves. A leader who understands that healthcare has been denied to millions of Americans for far too long and will fight for Medicare for all. A leader who knows poverty is a policy choice and the minimum wage must be raised to a living wage who won't take a dime from special interest packs or do their bidding. You deserve a leader who is from here, who knows what it's like to- So good. Okay, so the next one is the one that I was saying was made by her supporters. So a guy named Jordan Yule, who's a Twitch streamer, does a Twitch stream for the Young Turks. And on that stream, collectively with his audience, he created this ad. Let's go ahead and watch it. This is something, you know, we got people talking about practicality. What's practical? Well, if you wealthy enough, you can sit back and wax poetic about practical. But if you are poor, baby, practical ain't working for you. It ain't working. Let me tell you something. The division has already been set. And it is a corrupt system in this country that hurts the working people. Are you on the side of the working day people of this nation? Either you are on their side or you are not. on 
the face of the earth and we can afford to have Medicare for all, college for all, cancel student debt. This is a multi-generational, multi-gendered, multi-ethnic, multi-racial movement of conscious-minded people. Uh, the first time I watched that one, I was tearing up. Her voice, the way that she speaks, she believes what she's saying. You can tell there's politicians that they say, you know, in a pretty good influential voice, the stuff they're supposed to say, but then there's ones that say it because they mean it and they've experienced life experiences that inform the beliefs that they have and inspire them to want to make change for people across the country. It Oh, I love it so much. Okay, she is the absolute best. And I just love the way she used the word practical so many times because as progressives, that really is the word that's thrown at us the most, practical or words like it. Because people want to say, oh, it'd be great to have universal health care. We just, it's not practical. Which obviously you've heard a million times, but somehow people can't get through their head. We're the only developed country that doesn't have universal health care. I... The fact that the progressives have to be asked, why are your views not practical? Why are your views not practical? Why do you want to allow people to pay more here than anywhere else for the exact same pharmaceutical drugs? Anyways, I do think as progressives, we have to push up against that because it's not true. Like she said, it's not practical to allow people to be dying on the street. It's not practical to let people die 40,000 plus per year because they don't have health insurance. It's not practical. What's more practical is to utilize our government to do good things. Anyway, she articulates that really well, and I love that ad. Uh, again, shout out to the Young Turks and Jordan Yule. Okay, moving on to our last video. If you're not loving her already, uh, this one will definitely do it for you. So it's kind of a response to the racist phrase that's thrown out a lot at black women whenever they're outspoken about stuff, whenever they're opinionated, people will call them angry black women. And of course the whole angry stereotype with black people in general has been around a long time. So I love this ad, it's probably my favorite because when you can take something that was hurled at you to hurt you and make you give up and then flip it and throw it back in a strong way like this, I think that's so impactful. So here it is. You know, sometimes black women, sometimes we are accused of, you know, when they want to slam you and, and, and slander you, being called angry. We can't be aggressive or assertive. We angry. We can't be determined. We angry. Well, sisters and brothers this morning, I am here to say to you that my name is Nina Turner. And I'm an angry ass black woman. I'm mad. I'm mad about a whole lot of stuff. Because if you ain't mad about something, then baby, you are not awake. With these hands, we will rise up. I'm mad that we gotta beg people in power to know that the wages of everyday people are not keeping up with inflation. I'm mad as hell that our young people have to graduate with a degree in one hand and debt in the other, over a trillion dollars worth of debt. I'm mad as hell that we gotta beg people to understand that we must protect Mother Earth to have anything. Oh yeah, I'm mad that mamas and daddies and grandmamas have to worry about whether or not their babies can walk the streets in America. We got too much on the line. Too much on the line to sit idly by. Too much on the line. Too much on the line. 
But I want us to channel this anger. This is important. Channel the anger and the passion that we have into action. I'm mad that we are not doing enough in this country to sure up. And guess what? We taking applications. Everybody can be an angry black woman. Join me, y'all. Oh, that one gets me so much. I think I've teared up every time I watch that. So amazing. Nina Turner. You can go to ninaturner.com to learn more or support her. I obviously highly encourage you to do so. From all the observation I've done, she's the epitome of someone who got into politics for the right reason, wants to make positive change, and has the power and strength to do so. Like I said, please go to neanturner.com and support her. This is going to be an amazing campaign, and I really hope she can beat Chantel Brown. And obviously, the reason that we're not concerned with the Republican challengers, because in a district like hers that's so blue, it really just comes down to the Democratic primary. If you can win that, you get into Congress. So her big opponent is going to be Chantel Brown, who does now have the power of the incumbency because she's in Congress right now. But I truly do believe that Nina Turner could win this November, and that would be amazing. I think she could be a huge progressive leader and a progressive voice. So like I said, I'll be following this campaign very closely and giving y'all updates all the time about it. Here's what else you need to know today. Matt Gates's legal troubles are getting worse and worse for him. His girlfriend got granted immunity so that she would and eventually did testify against him. Also, a witness has come out alleging he was in the room when close friend of Matt Gates, Joel Greenberg, called Matt Gates to notify him a girl he had had sexual relations with was underage, confirming the suspicions that he was aware of his wrongdoing. The January 6th committee has subpoenaed 14 Republicans who served as false electors in an attempt to steal the 2020 election for Donald Trump. A bridge in Pittsburgh collapsed and injured 10 people. Luckily, didn't kill anyone, but it highlights the need for America's infrastructure to be improved. The United States and Russia continue to point fingers at one another for the increasing tensions over the Ukraine conflict. And finally, Donald Trump did an off-the-rails rally over the weekend, which I'll be doing a full segment on coming soon. And I actually flew to Texas to cover it for the David Pakman show. It was in Conroe, Texas. So I was on the ground there and had some insane conversations with Trump supporters. One guy telling me he was at January 6th at the Capitol and the other calling for the execution of Mike Pence, which was truly disturbing. And I'll cover all that on an upcoming segment. Be well, everybody.